Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Anyway, sorry about that, guys. Anyway, sorry about that. <laughs> I just started the call. I should have probably been recording in the beginning, but oh well, life happens. Anyways, as I was saying, a lot of times I hear others come on the call, not just my particular call, other calls, then asking the same questions or this way or that way, but I say I think that's a good thing because the more questions you ask and try to get answers, the better your understanding might be open, and that's what I'm saying. What happened for me? My understanding of the law, the true law, was now open, and uh, and I get I was getting it now, and I do get it. You know, I'm still learning. I don't have all the answers, no. But um, I'm by far, far from where I used to be in learning this process, what what to do. And I'm just talking about learning the Lord. And it's like, I'll say this, most people that I know, that I talk to many um, they don't even know their rights or what, what do the law say. They don't even know the law. They know a little bit of it, but just really knowing it, they don't. And for that reason, we've been taking advantage of, I believe, a lot of us. I'll just say myself. And whose fault was that? My own. I don't blame anyone. You say, oh, they did. They didn't teach us in school. They didn't do this. But you can always ask questions. If you think about it, the little kids, they ask them questions all the time about everything. They question any and everything, no matter. But as an adult, I did not do that. I thought, oh, that's impolite. You shouldn't ask too many questions. You shouldn't do this. And that's but uh, it's, it's needful. If you wish to learn and wish to know, and you can study and read upon it, you know, and ask questions if you don't understand it, talk about it. And then the picture gets clearer, and that's what happened for me. You know, and at first I never even thought about learning the law. You know, I said, "Oh, that's for lawyers." I mean, I'm not going to school for that. I'm not interested in that. I don't get in trouble, so what do I need to know about it? I'm not going to break the law. 
Well, how do I know I'm not going to break the law if I don't even know what it says and know what it is? I know basis and how do it actually work and how do it benefit me. I didn't know. I thought I was intelligent enough, you know, smart, went to school, you know. Um, and so, look, look, I didn't have a clue. I was clueless. I was like, and then, of course, I didn't want to show that, you know, but I would come on the call. I didn't want to feel how ignorant that everybody know I was about the law. So try to fit in, say a few words, and laugh my way through. It didn't work. Because when I was Christian, I had no answers. No truthful, you know, and it shows. It tells on you. No matter how much you try to cover it, that you, if you don't know, you don't know. It's just more simplified to tell you I don't know. That don't mean I'm a dummy, I'm stupid. It's just that I'm ignorant to that fact. It's like I don't know how to put a mower in a car. So that don't mean I'm a dummy, I'm stupid. It's just that I'm ignorant to that fact. But that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. So a lot of times we say, well, I heard this. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. But do you really know? That's the true person to ask. Because if you got in a situation, how would you handle it? That's how you can measure. But when you know, just like as sure as day, you know your name that your parents gave you. No matter what somebody questions you about it, no matter what they say about it, you will hold that. You will press that and say, yes, my name is this. No matter how they try to say this and that. And that's how sure you need to be about the law and that you know it. Not because I said it, this one said it. What do you know and what do you believe? That's where it all ends at at the end of the day. So, and so that's why I said when I hear certain words, you know, just like I know plumbing, I know electric, you know, and when I somebody say that, oh, I know how to do electric, I say, oh yeah, okay, you know. So what do you do? And then they begin to speak and talk. And so a few words, sentences. I say, oh, you you ever put a switch in? You know, you know how to do that? How, how do you do that? Like a two way switch. Then when they start talking. I can see right away they don't know what they're talking about, at least from what they're saying. So it's it's always a proper way of doing something. There's always a way to measure what you know. Because when you get in that situation, no matter if it's at court or just with somebody, a bill you're trying to handle, like a phone bill or somebody trying to get you in the contract, whatever, how would you handle it? Would you handle it the proper way? Do you even know? That is the question. You know, and, and this is what I say. And a lot of times we come on the call. Yes, I'll say, shall we say the call get interesting? <laughs> and I, I'm trying to make my point. I'm trying to speak. And a lot of other, other shall we say, noises going on all around you. It's just like if I, I said this before. If Cheyenne owed me $50. He told me he don't pay me Friday. I come to her house to pick up my money. 
I can see all kinds of things going on at her house. But I say that's the case. You know, or her neighbors is fighting. This is going on here. That's from the fire engines at the next house. The police at the next house. All kinds of stuff is happening in her neighborhood. But I'm going on my way. My business is with Cheyenne. When I get to Cheyenne, all I can is get my $50. But I say we get in an argument. She talks about it. You told me to come here. I came all this way to pick my money up. And you're telling me this. You got to go to the bank. Look, come on. All I can get my money. She can curse me out, say all kinds of All I can to get my money. She pay me my money, I leave. I'm on my way. I have no more bitches there. So it didn't matter. So a lot of times I come on the call, this one say this, say that, ask me this question that way or this way, that way. How would I answer it? And at first, I'm going to be honest with you, I used to get a little upset. Why are they questioning me? What's going on? But you're being tested. That's all. If you can't pass that test, how are you going to pass all other tests? It's always a way to measure where you are. There's always a way, and there's always a proper way, and there's always remedy to all. That's what I believe. And so I don't call it, they say, oh, they're disrupting this. No, I wouldn't say that because I, I, what I do, I know how to talk over that or cipher through that. And that's basically what's going to have to happen because any situation, given situation, come in your life, whatever way, can you handle it? That's the point. And get the job done correctly in a timely manner. Some things you have, yes, you have to have patience. Some things take time. It don't just happen right away overnight. A lot of times, yes, we want it right now, right where I want to wait, I want it now. But that's not the way to be. And sometimes in your patience and work and waiting, it brings it bring it well, out, it brings new light. And then you get exposed to the other side. Go ahead, somebody wanna speak? Go ahead. I have a question for you, Claude. All right. Do you pay taxes? What was that? Do you pay taxes? Okay. Uh, yes, I pay taxes on some things. I do. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. So, but you just, you asked me but, in general. I don't know which tax you're speaking about. Like when I buy food, yes, I'm I pay taxes. Which tax do you pay? Or which taxes oh, do you pay? food tax. When I buy food, sometimes I buy some clothes or some Items I pay tax with that. Yes. You pay. You don't pay Social Security or anything like that. Social Security is that you asked me about tax. Now you asked me about Social Security. It, Social Security is still a tax. I don't pay that. I don't have to. And I okay. don't wish to. No, that's okay. That one I don't. How 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 does the common person, contractor, not pay? and pay taxes? Well, I mean, in any given situation, whether you work at McDonald's or work for yourself, there's a proper way how you handle that. Contract. And I'll just give you this example. Um, 
how to, you know, how I do it. I can speak for that. Because number one, which, which, where is the law to say I have to? If anybody can show me the law, okay, I'm going to follow the law. It's sort of like if somebody tell me something, because I believe in the Bible, that's me. You can believe what you wish. And when they tell me about, let's say, God or any religious point of view or comment, I tell them, just give me the scripture and the verse. Let me look it up. I'll see to verify. It's because there's always a way. And so when, if they said I need to pay tax or anyone said I need to pay something or do something, just show me the law. Just prove it to me. You prove it to me, I'll be more than happy to do so. No problem. You have no fight with me whatsoever. But show me the law. Can, can you please explain that? Explain I know what you're saying, but explain that. An honorable, an honorable person always pays his debt. An honorable person pays their tax? Sure, if I had tax that I was supposed to pay, I'll be more than happy to pay it. But show me where that I do. Prove that I have to. That's all. If I if there's a if there's proof that I'm supposed to pay tax for whatever reason, show me, I'll be more than happy to pay you. No problem. You have no fight with me. But you have to show me. Just because you said it, who are you? I don't care what you say. It's not important to me. Prove it. That's all. Okay, but but that's not. I know, like, okay, I'll pay whatever debt I owe. I agree. Like, you, you just show me, sign the bill, prove that <laughs> I owe that. I'll pay you. Yes, of course. That's, that's how you get out of it. It's but not it's about me getting out of it. If I don't have to pay it in the first place, it's not about me getting out of it. It's just the system is about honor, dishonor. Dishonor, you go to jail. Honor, you get to go walk home. Well, if I wish to be honest at all times, if I possibly can. And so if I did something wrong, just show me, I'll correct it. No problem. This is Not why 90, 90% of people in jail <clears throat> sign themselves into jail because they honorably dishonored themselves. <clears throat> now we're talking about jail, so... Okay, what? okay. Still, uh, still honor, dishonor. They dishonored the contract in some way. It's all contract. I don't give a shit about jail time or about whatever... With another person, another landowner, another person using your property, it boils down to a contract. Did you honor the contract? If you dishonored the contract, are you going to pay the debt for the contract? If you don't, you're going to jail. If you if you say, I'll pay it, just give me some some man or woman to sign the contract, sign I own it, I owe it, and then I'll pay it. Wait a minute, Joe. This is the bottom line. This is what Carl didn't explain. Wait a minute. Wait, now we're getting what, what Carl explained or didn't explain, what they got to do with this conversation. He explained, I'll tell you this. Maybe, how about this? Maybe a lot don't understand how he explained. How about that? Because there's Wait, a lot what? of stuff said. Okay, I'm going to say it again. When Carl speaks, 
whatever he's talking about, the law, or how he did it. Maybe some don't understand it. But I understand it. At first, no, I did not. I'll be truthful. It took me a while. I, was, I, mean, I, I, was, I, I wasn't asking you, Akula. I was, I was repeating for the crowd that's listening. I know you understand this, but, but there, there's 50 ways to explain it. There's 50 ways to say I paid the debt. There's 50 ways to say I dishonor, dishonor the debt. <clears throat> it, it's like, oh, I didn't ever tell you I owe you. I was gonna pay you fifty thousand. I was only told you twenty five thousand, so I'm honorable for twenty five thousand. And then you prove that I wasn't honorable by fifty thousand, so I'm dishonorable. It's like it's it's programming. It's zero or one. It's off or it's on. It's well, I'll say this, Jeremy. If you did into let's say you into a contract, and it was a you borrow $1,000, you got a loan. And that loan, and, and signing that contract to get the loan, and you're going to pay, let's say you pay $20 a month to pay it back, and you both was in agreement. And also in the contract, if you late payments, okay, this is there's always consequence what's going to happen. And you are, they might, tell you about it or you didn't bother to read it all or try to understand it and you just went on the side. Okay? Well, you're responsible for that because you signed that. You're saying you're going to do. It's like what you said. They're only going by what you said you will do. If you if it come before a judge, all he can, the judge can do is look at the contract. That this person said they're going to, this man said I'm going to do this and this man said I'm going to do that. So even the judge can't change that contract. Matter of fact, no man or woman can change it. Only man or woman is the two that is yeah. involved. Oh, no, no. Only could change it. Oh, no, no. They, you, have well, prove, you have to prove that that's my signature on the contract. The judge can't prove that. The other side can't prove that. Even if there was 10 witnesses, even if there was 10 witnesses that says, they saw me sign this contract, and they said, this is my signature. And then I in court and say, here's my signature, and it doesn't match up with the other signature. This is where the Article 9 of the Bill of Rights comes in. Okay, here we go with the Article 9. Okay. Uh-oh, this is where, this is where, yeah, yeah, you need to do your studying. But, but okay. like, you, 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 yeah, I get what you're saying, and any layman people will get, put in jail by, like, studying what you're saying, but anybody that takes deep information would bring up, oh, is that my signature, really? Oh, who, who saw me sign that? Oh, wait, is that the opposition party that wants to see me in jail? Well, of course they, they would say that that's my signature. And then their word against mine. If you were on it, why would you lie? Why do you just point blank would lie and say it's not if you actually signed it? There's an other yeah. way you could do it. So when I when I signed the contract, I was like, you know what, I hey y'all, I don't really know everything about this. But so this is not my real signature. And maybe I told you this is not my real so signature. But I'm gonna sign this because I'm gonna believe that y'all are in the best interest of my family 
and my my government. So I'm going to sign it this way. But if you're wrong, then it's it's under stress and duress. And so okay. it's not non, non full disclosure, so the contract just null and voids. The, the, this is this is how simple it is, and, and this is what Carl doesn't explain. And I know he does, I know why he does it, but it, it's okay. <clears throat> but he does it for. I believe he explained everything very well for what he needs to explain. And it's it's on you or I to go finish it. It's like the teacher. She tells you a certain things, but then she goes, you have to go look up. You know, she gives you a bunch of words, and she explains to you what they mean, but maybe you just didn't get it. And so you go home and you go look up those words and study for yourself. So when you the test comes, you will know what they mean, and you can form put them in sentences as well. You you missed. Oh, you you doing a spelling test at school? Like the teacher gave you spelling You missed everything I said to you. So what I'm saying. No, you missed everything I said. Go ahead. No, no, no. I misunderstand you. I understand you from what I hear you say. And call. He might say a few things, but it's up to you as a man or woman to go study for yourself. I might tell you carrots is good for you. You know, it's good for the eyes. Let's say I say tell you, hey, Jeremy, you know carrots is good for your eyes, you know, because maybe I study and I read it. But it's, if you wish to know, if you wish to see if that will benefit you, and you wish to say don't just take my word for it, go look it up. Go search for yourself. Oh, yeah, I, I said if that, but I actually is, The problem is I, they don't I, want to, I said, they don't I said, want to look up for themselves. They want it just I, the easy way. Just give me the give me the answer. Just give me the answer. Give me the answer. No, go look it up yourself. It's right, that but, but that way, said, call me again. Hey, Quilla, can you help me with this situation? I might be busy. Paul might be busy. If you know it for yourself, then you won't have to call anyone. Lawfen, did you hear what I said? Lawfen, did you hear what I said? You're speaking to me now. You're speaking to Lawfen. Who's you speaking to? No, I, I was asking. I asked you a question. I was trying to tell you that you're right, but you missed what I told you. I did not miss what just, you told me. Just re re restate it, Jeremy. Just re clarify clarify what you were saying. Uh, what I, I said was Article Nine. Article. Here we go again. You're missing it again. Article Article Nine. Article Nine of the Bill of Rights. What about it? <laughs> That's what you missed the last three times I told you. <laughs> no, you said all the time. You kept saying all the time. You're right. I'm, I'm telling you, you're right. Aquila, you're right. So what? Thing, but you're missing what I'm trying to tell. You know, you said Alex and I. Aquila, Aquila, let him talk. Aquila, let him talk. I'm speaking. For, for I let him talk. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let him make hold his up. point. Hold on, hold on. You're making Lofen. it impossible for the man to make his point. Hold on, hold on, hold on a minute. Who's speaking? That's all Mike Miller does as well. He tries okay. to trip okay. everyone up. Like a troll. We're having a peaceful call. Everybody's Look, talking. Well, why are you trying to trip him up then? 
Aquila, can you can you pull up I'm, right I'm, now I'm on your computer? Have that, so. Aquila, now, on your computer okay. right now. Computer right now. Pull up Article Nine of the Bill of Rights. Article Nine of the Bill of Rights. Article Nine of the Bill of Rights. I, I already listened to you four times in a row, and you, you missed what I was trying to tell you. Article, I heard you say all four times. Carl Lentz is who I learned this from. Okay? Okay. Jeremy, uh, hold on a second. That's all I'm asking. Go ahead. Look it up. Carl now, who else was speaking? Who else was speaking? So someone else said something. This is Greg. I'm desperately trying, Aquila, to hear what this man is trying to communicate. Oh, Greg, I'm trying. To, to I'm trying to get you to stop talking long enough for for me to hear what because I think what I'm interested in what this man has to say, and you're not letting him speak. I just am very curious to to hear what he has to say. There you go. That's all. That's it. Well, okay. Well, that's fine. Let's let him speak. Let him talk. Let the man say what he uh, communicate whatever he has to yeah, what he wants to communicate. Okay, I'm talking to Jeremy. If you have a comment thereafter, you may speak. But well, me it's, it's more like you're suppressing Jeremy. But okay, <clears throat> goodbye. That's that's how I'm gonna start doing muting people out because they don't want to listen. I am trying to have a conversation. I'm telling Jeremy. I understand what he's saying. He talk about Alaka nine. He said, I'm pretty much saying the same thing Article 9 is saying. I get it, Jeremy. I got it. Okay? It's not that I don't have it. I just speak in a different way. Maybe you don't understand how I speak. Okay. That's, that's all I get what you're saying, Aquila. Aquila. I get what you're saying, Aquila. I get what you're saying, Aquila. What I'm saying is, look, can you please look up Article 9 of the Bill of Rights. Huh? Damn it. Article 9 of the Bill of Rights. I heard you, Jeremy. Okay, thank you. I heard you this the sixth time you said that, but I heard you. Okay, Carl, Carl says it very briefly a couple times, and he says this is the most powerful article of anything, of any contract. This is what allows you to back out of any contract that you create. I, I, okay, so it's like it's like the rights I had before I created this contract, I still have them because God created me, okay? But when you read it and you study it, you it's like, okay, so the rest of our other conversation like just is, goes into oblivion after this, you read this this article, this contract, okay? So so what I'm saying is that a man that created in God's image has the right to contract with whoever he wishes. And a third-party intervener has no right, government, a.k.a. So, but you also have the right. <coughs> hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I didn't, oh, this is fraud and inducement and fraud and de factum. Wait a minute, you didn't tell me a train passes by this house I bought every day. Oh, if I'd known that, then I wouldn't have bought the house. This is fraud and inducement. So so then the contract you can back out of, like this contract's null and void. Yeah, well, it depends on a lot of scenarios, but I'll say this. 
if you sign it to a contract, you sign. Okay, you whoa, 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 whoa. This is back to what I'm trying to say. Signing a contract. What is the signature? What is the okay. signature? Well, if you have the original piece of paper, yeah, you have the original signature. It's right there. That's proof. Well, That's they also the have. They also have. They also say that under five hundred dollars, and it's a verbal contract. It's legit in court, but that's in statutory court. But you have to prove it, though. How are you going to prove it, uh, or a uh, contract? I'll just pay right. off ten people. I'll just pay off ten people to say it's true. Okay, that's 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 a conundrum. That's a conundrum. That's still no proof. That's that's my ten people don't God prove you, it wrong. Not the people. What about you? How could you enforce that contract if it's not a written form? Okay. This is what that, my, my point is in the beginning. Okay. I'm asking you a question. How can you enforce a contract between you and another man that is not in written form? I don't care how many witnesses you bring across. How can you prove it? You can't. This is the, this is the point. I'm trying to make it's all about honor. <clears throat> Why do you think that judges are all about honor? Well, it's all about honor. You can't prove anything in court. You can't prove that the sun's going to come up tomorrow. You can't prove that you're going to Jeremy, Jeremy, we're not talking about this stuff. We're not talking. I'm asking you, so I'm going to say it I believe again. he's just making a point. Lawfare, that means Jeremy, he can speak. He's a man. He he has to uh, me and him having the conversation. Yeah, I get he's a man. Okay, well, I don't understand that. So let me finish talking to Jeremy. Anyone else have a comment? Whether you agree with me, disagree with me, that's fine. We can talk about it. I'm okay with that. That's cool. But let me finish talking to Jeremy. Keep him moving. Okay, Adolfan, I'm telling you, that's it. I'm talking to Jeremy right now. Unless he finished talking, then that's why you can ask you, you, you trade all your guests this way? Aquila, what's your question? Oh, what's your question? Oh, wait, Jeremy, Jeremy, I'm going to say, Jeremy, just excuse me a minute. I'm going to say it, Adolfan, just please stop. If you have a comment. Aquila, I'm not you, even speaking. Person, just you, carry okay. on. Me and Jeremy was talking, and you keep interrupting. I'm telling Carry you. Carry on. You're, you're, you're carrying it on. Just stop. That's all I'm asking. I'm not going to say it again. I'm going to just mute you out. You're being very condescending. I do not okay. wish for Jeremy, you to do that. Jeremy, I'm talking to you now. Let's go back. What was, my question to you, Jeremy. Go ahead. If there was a variable, variable contract with you and another man, how would Jeremy prove that contract? It exists, and is that it is so? Well, there, 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 there's seven. There's seven. There's seven. There's seven factors that go into the contract. Do you know what they are? I just asked you how could you prove. First, you answer my questions, and I'll tell you the seven. Before we get there, I'll ask you a question. How could you prove a verbal contract? Because there's okay. seven factors 
seven factors that I included. All I'm asking you, can you prove a verbal contract? Can it be yeah. proven? Yes. Okay. There's now seven factors. All right, well, go ahead. What's the seven factors you're saying that you can prove this? Go ahead. I'll let you speak. Go ahead. Oh, for, for, well, before I get to the rest of them, the first one, the first couple are the, uh, any contract that I go into, any contract that I enter into, I say, what do you want me to do? That's number one. What are you going to pay me to do it for? This, the third one is, what do we do if you don't pay me? There's three. And then there's four more, okay? But there's a separate. So the first three you have to answer before I can tell you the rest. So what do you want me to do? What are you going to pay me to do it? And what, if we, what do we do when you don't pay me? Well, what are you going to do if they didn't pay you? That wouldn't be a question for me. The question no. for me, what do you do? I'd say I want you to paint this room, and I'm willing to pay you $200 to paint this room. Right, and, and, and I would what like to paint, paint, I accept the green paint I wish, and I give you the green paint, and I ask you to paint this room. That's all I wish you to do, and I'll pay you $200. So, so now, third question, what do you do when you don't pay me? What do you mean, what do I do when I don't pay you? What are you going to do if I don't pay you? I'm asking you, how are you going to prove well, that? Well, you no, no, what, what shall I charge you if you don't pay me kind of thing? What I'll do we do? Talk- how much? I'm sorry, I'm gonna pay you two hundred dollars to paint the room. Let's say you paint the room. There's no problem. I'm satisfied with the paint. I, I, I turned down. Turned down AT and T. I turned down AT and T. Question. See, we can't have a conversation if you're jumping from here to here to here to here. I'm trying to talk about this. You painted the room. I agreed to pay you two hundred dollars. I did not pay you the two hundred dollars. But I, I, you know. And I can okay. say something like this. Hold on, hold on. I said, you say, I said, once you paint, I said, Jeremy, paint my room. Here's the green paint. I'm going to pay you $200. And you say, yes. Okay, I'm going to paint the room. So you paint the room. Took you two hours to paint the room. You're done. You say, okay, well, I'll, I'll finish paint room. I come check. Oh, yeah, you did. It's a great job. You say, okay. Thank you. You say, well, Quillo, where's my $200? I could say, well, Jeremy, I didn't say when, but I'll pay you next week. You didn't ask me when. Now you get all upset. Okay, you want to take me to court? Well, let's go to court and see who will win. See what I'm saying? So how could you prove a verbal contract? No, I would be more specific. Oh, I could just say, oh, I don't recall saying that. I told him I'm going to pay him next week or a month from now. He said, but she said she don't pay me right away. Well, I don't really recall that. I don't think that's not what I said. Maybe that's, I don't know what you heard, you thought I said, but this is what I said. See, that's why when it's a verbal cut, it's hard to prove. It's sometimes not at all. I never had a problem. Never. I've never had a problem with anybody that told me right away. Yeah. The third answer is that, oh, well, I'll pay you double if I don't pay you right away. They always told me, they always tell me, hey, if they, every person that I never had a problem with, they said, I said, okay, how much, what do you want to do? How much can you pay me to do it? And what if you don't pay me? They said, I'll pay you double right away. 
and they always pay me right when I'm done with the job, and I never have a problem with them. The only people I have a problem with was AT&T, Time Warner. I had a, I actually, my friend, which is a lawyer that ran for the Attorney General of Texas, he, his wife, his like, friend, they wanted to hire me, and I'd ask him those questions, and he couldn't answer them. He's like, well, you don't trust your, your lawyer friends? I said, no, I trust my wife. They already got me off on lots of court cases. And, and he couldn't answer the question. He's like, well, I would never agree to that. And now, now my, my, my good friend's wife says, oh, what, what, do you, what do you want me to do? What are you going to pay me to do it? And what do we do if you don't pay me? And well, if they can't answer the third question, they can't answer the third question, I don't work the with them. That's okay. I don't work with them. I don't work with them. That's okay. AT&T. You know how big AT&T is? I don't don't work with them. If they can't answer the third question, I don't work with them. That's fine. I'd rather not not work and not get paid and work and not get paid. It's that simple. I've been ripped off. That's fine. That's why I do it. I actually do that too. I just try to put it in written form. That way we don't have no issues. And I mean, it works best most of the time. That's I, I had a written contract with AT&T and Time Warner. Well, written, I'm not saying I have a, a written contract with them. I don't give a yeah, shit anymore. Which, uh, in a way, uh, let's say you take AT&T. What man or woman going to come up that you actually contract with them? That's a corporation. So it can get tricky there because you don't know who's in charge, what man, who's the owner. So they're, they're, wasting my time. they're going to waste my time in court. Of course. So it's, it's, a loss. it's a loss. They're going to but get away with it. I've learned the There's three questions. There's three questions, Aquila. And I know you, 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 I know you know this. What do you want me to do? How much can you pay me to do it? And what do we do if you don't pay me? And if they can't sign that, what what we do if you don't pay me? Like 14 times miles a month? That's I said verbal. They're not going to pay you for the job in the first place. So don't do the job. Well, that's why. I, I do my con- When I contract with someone, I do it a different way. But anyways... Thank you for that. I mean, you didn't answer my question, Philly, so, but that's okay. I'm not, you know, we can just move on. Um, but anyway, do you mind, Jeremy, if we could give someone else a chance to talk? Uh, no, no, this is, I want to help people as much as I can. All right. Well, Law Fan, you were trying to make a comment or say something. Are you ready to make that comment or ask a question? Oh, um, just the, uh, the accent or the pronunciation. Um, what what sort of contract were you talking about? I, I didn't hear what you said. Oh, you're there's, hearing me. There's there's a verbal contract. No, Aquila. Aquila. Okay. I'm asking Aquila. Yeah. I was talking about a verbal contract. Can you spell that, please? Or put it, place it in the chat. Well, yeah, verbal, just like we okay. Verbal mean the contract we just speak. We oh, just okay. So you meant verbal as in, yeah, okay. I get let's, it. Let's it's verbal, verbal, isn't it? Okay, maybe you didn't hear me well. But that's what I'm talking about, a verbal contract. Yeah. Any other, oh, can you yeah. can you just spell it? Can you spell the word for me? You want me to put it in the chat for you? Yes, please. 
I will. Not right this second, but I will. Thank you. Can you do it within five minutes? Jeremy, hold on. Let him finish. You know, can someone put it in the chat then? Can someone put it in the chat now? Will somebody put it into the chat? Will. Yeah, but um, any other question you have before we move on to someone else, Jeremy, and or... Okay, so just to clarify, it's verbal contract. That's what you were talking about? I'll put it in the chat, please. Look, okay? That way we Well, Ger- Jeremy's for verbal. I I thought you were saying verifiable. I didn't I say couldn't understand. verifiable. I kept saying verbal contract. I didn't say verify. Yeah, verbal, yeah. Okay. Verify you if it's you, verify just means that I'm verify I'm talking it saying it was so. And I'm saying this was so. If you can look up the word verify. I'm sitting there saying my statement or whatever I was talking about is so. This contract is true, is so, and I'm verbally telling hey, you. That. Okay. Do attorneys and lawyers, like, does the system recognize verbal contracts? It's an actual thing? Oh, I'm, in some cases, I've seen some cases in uh, legal that yes, they do. Because it is a contract. Okay. But it's yeah. just hard to prove sometimes. It can get tricky. Yeah, it can be hearsay, isn't it? And, yeah, it can get tricky, but I mean, it still be proven. I'm some sometimes and somewhat depends. Okay. All right, and now uh, I want to talk to Central Colorado Greg. You had some comments. You was I wasn't letting you hear. He was speaking. You know. So anything else you would say? Now you can. It's time you can talk about that. Uh, no, uh, I bugged out for a little bit, so I missed a lot of what was said. But it's recorded, okay? Maybe that's no a problem. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> so was was Jeremy saying that art, uh, the Ninth Amendment uh, is your ticket out of a of a contract at any at any point? It's a proper way to do it, uh, uh, Greg. It sounds all good. It could be done, but if it's not done properly, you're not going to come out okay. So. Yeah. That's why it's important to know. Okay. Yeah, but I, just, yeah. I was just curious what uh what his point was. Yeah, was saying about I, I, all the I got off the I got off the call. I don't think I heard what he said. Yeah, but what is recorded, so it was about all the nine he was yeah. talking about. Okay. But any other question you have or comment? <clears throat> yeah, what was the what was the determination there your in your mock contract agreement with Jer- Jeremy where <clears throat> he paints your room, you agreed to pay him, you thought he did a lovely job, and then all of a sudden you you're you're saying that you're not going to pay him for a week. Well, how did that one turn out? Well, all no, no, was, no written okay, contract. Uh, yeah, because the what I'm saying to Jeremy. I did tell him I would pay him, right? But, see, he did not ask me when. He yeah. assumed yeah, I'm going to pay him thereafter. As soon as he finishes the job, he's done, I like it, but I'm going to pay him thereafter. But I never said, nor did he ask me when. So for yeah. that point, I could say I'm going to pay you next week. 
because he never asked me when. <clears throat> yeah, it seems so to me that's that why yeah, the little operating <laughs> presumption would be there. If it's not written and he completes the job, then you uh, then my guess is that you would owe him post haste the money. Well, if, if, but I never told him I would, and he never asked me, and I don't have yeah. to agree to that. Because that's not part yeah, of the just, I can just win. I can just see it but in it front of Judge Wapner, and I can I can almost imagine yeah. Wapner saying, "Go, no written agreement," and his, and his expectation was that well, tell me he would get Wapner. paid immediately yeah. on completion of the job, and but there was well, no that's written agreement. But that's huh? not what was in the contract. See what you missed. Yeah, but he completed the job. He completed the work. So there'd be receipts, receipts of the you know buying the products. Yeah. I'm talking with Colorado. Just keep it moving, Akula. I just added a little piece. Don't make an issue over it. But, you, but that's not correct to do that. If two people is talking and you keep jumping in... Well, it's a what conversation. Did, what, it's, what did Lawson okay, say? What, what, what did Lawson just yeah, say? Yeah, sir, I, I just said there, there's going to be receipts of the building material. There you go. I just moved it, Lawson. Oh, no, no, no. Aquila, I, 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 I was asking. No, what, you was what he had said. And he, and he jumped in. Okay? What's that? So if you speak to him, I could be well, quiet. Sounded to me, it sounded to me like he interjected a, a, a worthwhile point. I was curious what he, uh, well, I was what he said. Hold on a second. I was speaking with you, but if you don't wish to hear what I have to say, that's fine. You can talk with him. No, I'm interested I, in what you have to say, but I would be interested in what Lawson has to say as well. I mean, I'm not opposed to a three-way conversation at all. We both not going to talk to you. That's what I'm saying. So if you meet, we both not going to talk with you the same time. I'm not going to do that. So no. you want? Well, I was just saying I was perfectly willing to have it be a three-way. I'll just be quiet. See if you think till he knows answer some answers you wish to hear. By all means, you guys carry on. Akula, your microphone's very muffled anyway. It's very hard to hear you. That's fine. But you don't have to talk to me. You can talk to him. You guys want to talk? He know the answers? No, go for it. No, I was, just, I was just no, adding no, a little piece. And then you, you made it a big issue, Aquila. I was just adding okay. a, a little piece that there's going to be receipts of the products. And see, she's trying to talk over me. Yeah, I don't understand why she does it. Hello, let's get this back on track. Jeremy, Jeremy, don't do it. Jeremy, let them two talk. Then we'll get back into that. That's fine. Because this is what I'm saying. Go ahead. No, 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 I'm not going to talk. He said he wanted to, that he, when he was interested in what Lofay had to say, I'm going to just be quiet. Go ahead and talk. Oh, terrific. Lofay, what were you saying? All I was saying was a, just a quick, simple point that there's going to be, you know, receipts and uh, of the building material or paints or, or whatever, you know, products that were needed to be bought to finish the job. So, you know, whether there was a contract or not, you know, there's receipts that that is a that would be a form of evidence. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, <coughs> Jeremy, Jeremy, no, no, Jeremy. This was a conversation with me and Jeremy. We were having, and Greg. Oh, Jeremy, go ahead, Carla, Carla, Carla. That's fine. 
What? Jeremy can jump in if he wants. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that. You want to be quiet? Yeah, open discussion. I'm certainly going to mute you guys out. Now, I'll mute all three of you out. And because I'm speaking, what I was saying, this was a conversation me and Jeremy had. And I said, Jeremy painted my room, and I didn't pay him. And I was making, I said it because you missed the point. But if you feel you know the answer to why I said it, you know what me and Jeremy was speaking about, by all means, carry on the conversation. Because I know you don't. And I'm going to have to speak anyway. So when you guys finish, but Greg, you asked the question, you didn't hear what just happened, and I was trying to explain to you what happened, and that's when law fans jump in to say something about receipts. So I have a whole issue point to talk about. So, Jeremy, let them sleep, let them speak. We're not going to talk. Law fans and uh, Greg can keep on talking about it. Since they feel they know the whole conversation which we had, and they know why I said that example, where I was going through, what point I was trying to make. So, yeah. Jeremy, just jump in, let Law Fan and Greg talk. I'm going to be quiet because that's the way it's supposed to be. I'm not going to interrupt you because I know you don't know the answer, so go for it. Well, with that preface, which I think is very rude, I'm going to go over and start Michael. So, anyone's welcome. <laughs> okay. You carry on. Take care. So, so the point is Well, here, Curly, you can't say... No, you don't have well, to Well, you can say that. But. We're not going to have a conversation. You said you was going to do something. I'm just being quiet. I just said I'm going to be quiet. Let you and Greg speak. Yeah, yeah you're so, not being quiet. That's I the don't thing. have an issue. You're on the line and on and on. And you speak and you just keep on talking. So don't talk to me. I'm not the one you was having the conversation with. You and uh, Greg were speaking. So Jeremy, I just told Jeremy, well, hold on. But hey, this was the conversation me and Jeremy. But you and Greg can't hey, go. Quill, Quill, I don't hey, want to hear What's the name of your phone? Don't make it about me. Talk. Uh, can, can you Quill, see the hey. chat? Cause I'll, uh, in, no, in, I in, law, in law, in law, in, in verbal. Uh, okay, I'll give you the number. One four two nine two eight. Could you post it in one of those um, uh, Skype chat rooms? Maybe the Carl Lentz one hundred. Can you post it there? Uh, I'm not a part of that chat room, but I'll have a look for it. Which one are you a part of? I actually left most of them. I don't like them. Are there any that Uh, you're still a part of? I'll just, uh, hang on, I'll just have a look. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm still a part of, it's called Carl, Carl, as in Carl Lentz, Carl yep. Mon Law. I can spell it if you want me to. Oh, is it Carl Matt Law? Is that the one? No, no, it's K-A-R-L. Right. M O N and then law L A W. What's the name of your show? <laughs> well, mine's um mine's Law Fans Esoteric Law Journal Private. That's what it is. 
So if I Google or if I uh, search for law fan on talk show, I could probably find it, right? Probably not. Um, I'll just give oh. you the number. It's one four two. Oh gosh, hold on. I, I don't. I'm just on my phone out walking around. Um, Where is Jeremy? I'll be talking to you soon. Um, go ahead and tell me. I remember one four two. Nine two eight. One four two nine. Nine two eight. Yeah, just remember it like this: fourteen twenty nine twenty eight. Fourteen twenty nine twenty eight. That's the easiest way to remember it. Fourteen twenty nine twenty eight. Yep. All right, man. Cool. Thanks. I'll okay, see you over there. There we go. I could. I mean, you're welcome but, over too. Thank you, but I'll stay here for now. Okay. Okay. Goodbye. I'll see you later. Bye, Greg. As well, if you go, I don't know if you are or not. That's okay. All good. Um, Mike, are you still here? Okay. All right. <laughs> that was interesting. So, the question I asked Jeremy was. How could he prove a verbal contract? And I said, even if he did paint at my room, and I told him I'm going to paint him, I'm going to pay him, I didn't say when. Even if he take it to the court, I tell the judge, I never, he never asked me when, and I never told him. But the person that's not him, I'm going to pay him due is the money due. Why, yes, it's due to him. Yes, I should pay him. But the point of the matter, I didn't say when. He didn't ask. He don't have to agree with that. Or say I'm gonna pay you a week later. He don't have to agree with it, and nor do I have to agree if he say I want to get paid right now or I want to get paid tomorrow. I don't have to agree with that either. But I do have to pay him. So, anyways, life goes on. Another thing people seem to forget is the old maxim of law, one is known by his actions, which directly applies to verbal contracts because if, say, AT&T was providing Jeremy with a service and Jeremy was paying cash or credits on a computer or debit card, whatever, there's a record that he was actually paying for the services that he was receiving. Therefore, it's obvious evidence of a contract. There's, mm-hmm. a compens- there's a service provided and a compensation for that service. That is a verbal contract. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So that I'm just saying it's always, remedy is always a way, but it's how and it's the proper way to do it. 
Yeah, the proper way to do it is write to AT&T and say thanks for your services. However, I no longer require said services. Please uh, cancel my services, and uh, I'll give you 30 bucks a month until the bill's paid off, and we'll go our separate ways and live happy lives forever. Mm-hmm. Pay your debt. Amen. Especially some form or another, you agreed to the contract, and the last line probably was written by a lawyer, and it probably said something along the lines of, I, Jeremy, whatever his last name, uh, swear that I have read and understand the above contract and agree to obey the terms and conditions under whatever act, whatever state, blah, 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 it tells you what rules that you bind yourself to. And you swore under penalty of perjury that you read it and you understand it, you agree, and you will obey. So now you're going to get mad because the court's not calling you a liar and saying, oh, no, you didn't You didn't read it. You didn't understand it. You lied when you said you understood it. It doesn't make right. sense. Your, your word is your bond. You actually signed your name to, to show the entire world that you gave your word. The written contract is not the contract. It's the written memorialization of a contract. The contract was AT&T made an offer of services. You thought about it, decided you'd like those services, and the price was fair, and then you agreed that you were going to pay. That's acceptance of the contract. And then when they send you a bill, you pay the bill, you show by your actions that there is a debt, there is a contract. You do have a duty and obligation. You pay every month for that service. And just say, oh, I didn't know cable wasn't free. How does that make sense? <laughs> oh, I didn't know AT&T was a corporation. What did you think AT&T, AT&T was? But the other ironic part is they go in the court and they tell the judge, well, I didn't read that contract. I, but you signed over the dollar. Well, I said, I read all above with everything. Well, you under penalty, understand under, all under like penalty you of... Said, yeah, you didn't read it, so you lied. Yeah, not only did you sign it, it was under penalty of perjury, but it also told you what acts and statutes governed that contract. If you mm-hmm. fail to agree by the terms and conditions... A case may be filed against you in whatever court, blah, blah, blah. Yep. It depends on the contract. It might say, if you have any disagreement with this contract, you may file an appeal. Or it might say, you can sue us. Good luck, sucker. You never know. The contract is what you agreed to. Look at the contract. You're basically saying you can try (laughs) Well, Jeremy can say all he wants that that Bill Bill 9 or whatever Article 9 of the Bill of Rights gives you your right. He says it gives you your right to get out of any contract. No, it doesn't. And then he says, and then he says, it means the government can't interfere with a contract. Well, it depends. If the contract says they can, then yes, they can. It's not interfering. They're a third party. If AT&T... Like I told him. But if... He kept if, on saying it. Me to agree, and I'm not going to agree with something that I know is different. 
and we're going to get into a whole big thing. So I just told him I could read it, but, you know, even if I read it, what's the point? This is how it really works because there's always remedy and there is a way, but it's like I said, it's very hard sometimes to uh, prove a verbal contract. Well, he loves, then, uh, to, he, loves, he loves to jump to different topics and muddy the waters and everything, but he immediately jumps to some nonsense Carl said about a train going through your backyard. That's got nothing to do with your contract with AT&T. It's got nothing to do with fraud. Well, not fraud. You, you agreed. You gave your you gave your word in a contract, and now you're taking your word back. That's kind of dishonorable. If you wake up one day and say, "Holy shit, AT and T is overcharging me," then you write to them and you say, "Yeah, lower your rates, or uh, I want to cancel the contract. I want out." They'll say, "No problem. You want out of the contract? I'll cancel your services and stick you the bill." Make payment plans, pay your bills, because even if you believe it was a little high, you agreed to that service at that price. So pay it off in payments. Move on. Chances that wasn't are, the point. That wasn't the point at all. It was fraud. Chances are, chance, chance, chances are, fraud and inducement, fraud under the factum, fraud under the factum, fraud and inducement. Dude, I didn't know the train passed by every day. Dude, you sold me a house. Hey, never mind. I'll mute no, no, that that's that's where never mind. Never mind, Jeremy. I, I don't need your bullshit. I'll just mute out. Forget it. You can talk. Yeah, I tried to explain it to you before. So you, thank you for muting out because it's fraud and inducement or fraud and de facto. You need to research those, and, and, and it's because the, the contract was. You're too stupid to later understand the contract. You shouldn't be signing it. So you can make up all the bullshit you want. It's fine. I right, but they lied to you saying that. Oh, there's no train that goes by. There's no sound. They didn't lie to you. You read the last line of the contract. You signed it anyways. Nobody lied to you. You said you read it. You said you understand it. You signed it. So you can bullshit everybody all you want. Go ahead. Of the contract. Right. Okay. I agree. Just like, yeah, so, well, never mind. I'm not even going to say that because I don't want to be mean to you because I like you. So they leave out, like, the the... They, the guy sells a house to you, and he, he sells it to you. A sell dude, dude, sell you're you. doing it again. You're jumping to a completely different topic. We're talking about AT&T provided a service, and you want to stick them with the bill. Right, right. They said that. Okay. Yeah, okay. so don't, so don't change the topic. Example, don't, don't change the topic to fraud. Only, time so don't Warner. change the topic to fraud. Stay on point. Stop changing oh, no, the topic. Warner. Stop muddying no, no, the water. No. This, is, this, is, this is on topic. Time Warner can only sell you up to 7 megabytes because they have... They use copper signal. The max they can do is seven megabytes, but they try to sell you twenty-four. Dude, you're going off into law land. It's all bullshit. Now. You just change the topic again. Something completely irrelevant. This is what you do. No, it's very it's irrelevant. It's got nothing to do with very... gold-plated megabytes. Like you're off in law la land all of a sudden. You were talking. We're talking about a contract. We're talking about the ar- the, the ninth article, Bill of Rights. No, you back. are. Any any, con- you, any contract. You are. Nobody else is talking about Article Nine. You no, are. you said I what I said about Ninth Article was wrong. So you were you're talking about it also. So what you're saying is what I said, which you actually didn't even explain why it's wrong because you didn't read the article. You didn't explain the yeah, article. Yeah. Okay, I'll read, you know, never mind. 
No, I, I, get, I get you're backing out of, like, the explanation uh, I just, I just, of what I just, said. I just don't have time to go through this. That's fine. Just back out. Cowardly out. Just submit. Just submit that you don't know. It's okay. No, it's, I, I don't have the time or energy to listen to you ramble on and Carl Lentz will explain to you. I learned it from Carl Lentz. Okay. Yeah, what, well, how to change the topic and learn. muddy the, muddy the, yeah. Okay. He cursed you out. They cursed you on a call. So I don't know how to go any further than that. But. They don't even have a clue how Carl is doing it. What he's doing is actually, they think they know, but when it comes down to it, they're not doing it. I like Mike. I like Mike. I don't. So I, he, he, he is very. Um, that's for. No, no, no. Mike well, keeps you on your toes. Mike keeps you on your toes. We need people like Mike. And uh, Carl just like drops calls and stuff and doesn't talk to Mike anymore. But like I, I don't do that. But but Mike, Mike keeps you on your toes. But but Mike, Mike is like Mike is like a leftist kind of thing. And, and like they're they're not a bigot. He's he's not a bigot. I don't believe he's a bigot. Because I think I believe he's open-minded enough, but then the people that he is, um, I don't know, like he, however you feel like towards me, like this guy's a freaking stupid ass, he's talking out his ass kind of guy. But I did my research, and, um, and I guess your belief of me is like not true. But but just just challenge me, like I, I'll pro- I'll send you the documents, I'll send you the the. And I'll send you the textbooks. I'll send you the the Black Laws Dictionary definition. I'll send you Webster oh, um, Dictionary. I'll send you. I'll send you all the evidence. I'll send you all the evidence, and I'll put my name on the line because I did my research. I I, I don't. Jeremy, just, can you say, uh, Jeremy? I must say this. The first point. <clears throat> I I do a common law show. I don't do a legally law show. I don't wish to do a legally show. I'm not into it. I do bring out certain points. I don't do statutes and codes. What does common law mean? We are getting Unri- to common law, finish. unwritten, Quilla. Common law, unwritten, unwritten. I'll speak what it is. But the first point is this. I don't do a legal ease show, nor do I wish to, even though I might refer to some stash or some cold I might have heard. It's just to compare to something. But as far as using it to help me try to get out something or do something, I do not. So I must remind you of that. And now you ask me what was common law, right? That your question, Jeremy? That wasn't nope. my question. <laughs> Everything right, is common law. written. Hey, Jeremy. It's what was your comment? What was your question? Hold on, law fan. What was your question? I want to be clear. A law fan, I, I tried to jump to your call, but it wasn't. It wasn't ready. Listen, okay, I, you, it's ready now. Hey, how are you talking to you? All you right, thank me, you. And we go through all this other stuff, but that's fine. It has to stop. So, anyways, keep it moving. What's the what's the name of the other guy on your call? The other Mike. The other man. Uh, Greg. Oh, Greg. 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 Yeah. Uh, I set I set the call up. 
Oh, if okay. you wish to show, you would have been there right now, but I guess, you know, come on. Oh, Aquila. Listen to you. Yeah, you can go. I mean, I have no problem. Oh. You do as you wish. You know? She's on no fire. Reason. I'm just... Okay, I'll see you later. You know? Oh, you okay. That yeah, to you. Okay. You're true. Anyway, let's keep it moving. <laughs> it's nice. <clears throat> Worry, Greg. You're gonna have when you start understanding this. At first, I didn't. To be truthful with you, I said when you start understanding this a lot better, what's going on? Right. You know, you do understand from what I hear you speaking. You do understand a lot of it. I'm not taking that from you, but I think some stuff needs to be clearer. Even with me, I do need some as well. But you'll start having a lot of fun when you do. Wow, I can do that? Wow. Yeah, for sure. You know, what what I'm noticing, you know, the common law is unwritten. It's written on your heart. Essentially, it's it's what mankind already knows. Um, And to that degree, I think, thinking about law and how to deal with things in a formal way in court, in thinking how to handle all of that. Um, More and more what I'm doing is just uh, you know, asking myself what is this fundamentally? What's going on here fundamentally? And um, the answers uh, about, you know, how to proceed tend to uh, come a lot more naturally that way. Okay. Well, I'll say this. You just made a statement, common law is unwritten. Yeah. I'll say it. I'm going to say it is written, and yet it's not written. Now, how can I say both statements and both be true? I'll say it again. Common law is written. Yet, it's unwritten. How can, in both statements, it's true? One hundred. Well, I'll prove by who? But I'm going to say, do you know why I said that? I'm asking you, Well, uh, um... Anywhere you might see it. I mean, I, I, I suppose any time that you uh, recognize something written as <laughs> something needs to mute out. Keep talking. That's what you have to do. Keep talking. Don't worry about the sounds and noises. Keep talking. Yeah, I, I would just say anytime you hear something, for example, you might hear Carl Lance, you might hear Mike Miller speaking and and you know you may hear something that they say that rings true you know it just occurs as it just rings true um i think that would be an example although hearing somebody speaking you you may as well be you know reading it uh well how could you um, read it if they're speaking how could you read it if they're speaking 
And how is that written well, down? Well, that's they, what I'm saying. I mean, you could just as easily I'm say it the again. other way. Thomas if you're reading, Hall. if you're reading something that uh, Carl Lentz wrote, that Mike Miller wrote, that you know, Lysandra Spooner wrote, that John Locke wrote, whoever it is, they're just making the news. Um, probably writing the notes and it rings true for you then I would call that um, you know a joining of um, written law and unwritten law that's what I would say well let me say and I'll say why um, one hang on Mike, a Mike, can I can I answer first Okay, right. go answer about you first. Okay, but don't tell them the answer. Oh, uh, that's what I was going to do. Why I was going to give my answer. And why I say it's unwritten. Go ahead, but go ahead, Mike. Well, I can't really give an answer without answering it. Like, well, I can go give ahead. my answer. All my right, answer, go ahead. My answer is that you can look all over the place and you won't find the common law written, statutized, codified, written in stone, but when I write my law down on a piece of paper and I file it into the court, now my law is the written law. Therefore, the, the law common to me becomes the written law. <clears throat> well, I have a better way. That old yeah, so man... it'd, be the, it'd, be the, it'd be the law common really? to... Well, hold on. I just <laughs> want to add a little... I just want to add something on top of what Mike just said. But, so, yeah, so you you have just written the law common to Mike Miller and then the next question would be um, is it going to wind up being the law common to say the um, you know the 12 members of the jury or you know the other parties or whomever whoever 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 you're um, well no the, the other side might be okay okay let's say it this way let me say it this way. The common law is unwritten, but yet it's written and every man and woman knows. I'll say it that way. Now, how can I say that and that be true, completely true? I'll prove it in a minute or so. I'm going to see, can you guys answer it? Because, see, once you answer it, then you'll get it. And that's why I say you hear call, you say, call said this. He made this thing for why he said it. What was he really said? So you mean, how can you mean the unwritten? Do you do you mean because it's written in the Bible? No, I'm not going to say there, but it is somewhat written there too. But no, it's somewhere that all men even say you didn't even have a Bible, but it's written, and every man knows and woman. Yet it's unwritten. How can I say that and make it 100 percent true? It's written on the hearts of men. Amen. You got it, Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah, all right. You know you can't steal. I can't. Well, yeah. You don't have the yeah. Bible. You know that. That's what I'm saying. It's written in your heart. You know it. Right. And then, But yet it's unwritten, like maybe on a piece of paper, unless a man or woman write it. But there you go. That's exactly where I'm going with that. See, Mike got it. I, I knew you knew the answer, Mike. That's why I was like, no, don't say it. 
<clears throat> well, yeah, that would be the reason why listening to Carl or Mike or, you know, guys like that, that, um, you know, it, it, people have, you know, like I, as I'm sure many do, have the experience of um, what's being said is ringing true. I think that would be the reason. And this is what I was bringing out the statement tonight. When I said I kept listening and listening, and then it become part of you, then I start taking it in, and it start written on my heart, written in my mind, then I get it. And that's the how, this is why there's a lot of lack of understanding. Because maybe one thinks, oh, I got to write it down. Oh, where can I find it? What book I can read it in? Uh, <clears throat> it's with you at all times. It's in your heart. And you know right from rolling your heart. Yeah. You know. And so that's why I said it doesn't matter if you didn't have a Bible, you had one. Anywhere in this world you go. Yeah. You know you can't lie. You shouldn't steal from each other. You know certain things. It's, oh, that's why I call, I believe, tell you this is simple because you already know. But how yeah, to another... perspective and sit yeah. it within your situation or what you're trying to do, that's when call comes in. <laughs> that's when he, it was brought in my mind that, oh, how can I say that? I already know. Okay, this is how to and it's, That's why it's simple. It's like, wow. <laughs> it's right in front of you. Mm. Hello. Yeah, speaking, speaking of being right in front of you, um, I think another great place to see, witness the common law manifest is in your everyday, um, uh, you know, actions in the world, moment to moment. Yep. It's just, yep. it's just, it's just, yep. it's just on display everywhere all yep. the time. Yep. You know, people say, excuse me, in the aisle at Safeway, they, uh, there you go. That's the common law at work. It's common to say, excuse me, if you... It's, so, I mean, it's so common that... That it, you'll it, miss it. It's so, yeah, that you'll miss it. It's it's such the water that, that you know, that you swim in that you... <laughs> it's so common. It's so natural to people that they're, you know, uh, somewhat unaware that that's what that is. But I, you know, I, I would yes. say that that's just the common law at work all the time. Right. And just like you say, this big ocean, right, I need some of this water. How can I get some of this water? Well, they figure out a way. They put it through the pipe, come in your home. They filter, they clean it, and you can drink it or you can use it to wash. But it's an ocean of water. Okay, so you have to figure out, and this is what Carl has done, I believe, and it helps, you know, yes, it's so simple, it's right in front of you, but how do you use it or in your particular case or your, uh, you know, how your everyday life? I mean, you see it, you hear it, but how could you incorporate it? What is the, and this the part because a lot of time we're yeah. looking for big, something so significant, something great. It's, it can't be this simple. That's all I have to do. Come on, nah. It has to be something more. You know, even the lawyers, they write 10, 15 pages. You mean just these two, three sentences? That's it? So, nah, it has to be more than that. It's not going to work. And then you don't believe. 
that's the other point. That's right. going to get, and that's where sure. that's what why you lose not the confidence, but you know you're angry. I hear a lot of that, and so was I. You know, mm-hmm. we just, we're not going to get over me again. Oh no, no, no! And this is what I said. There's a part in the Bible. Uh, I think I, it's in the. Ahead, I think Mike. it's. Uh, I think it's in the Old Testament. There's a part in the Bible where it talks about um, Moses came down with the stone tablets. He had the law of God, but there Mm -hmm. were other people in other places that have not yet received the Lord's commandments. But he he said, yet they are a law a law unto themselves, meaning they never actually received the word on the stone tablets but they know what the law is anyway. And yep. as long as they're and as long as they are treating their brothers and their neighbors as they wish to be treated, then they'll yeah. be fine too. Because in the day of judgment, the ones who just didn't know will have a chance to stand in front of the judgment seat and plead their case. They may be saved, they may not be, kind of depends on their actions at that time. Yep. <clears throat> And then another thing that I yeah. said, oh, you you can't be perfect. Yes, man and woman can be perfect. I can prove that too. But you're perfect in what you know. And because Jesus Christ, he knows everything. So, yes, he's going to be perfect in everything. But I don't know everything. But what I do know, I can be perfect in that. So, therefore, I am perfect. <clears throat> So yeah, and don't, you know, don't, don't get in the habit deep. of running around thinking you that you don't deep. know something. I think that's kind of a, another mistake, people. Definitely, I would say definitely that is a huge pitfall, a big mistake that people make is they sort of, um, they sort of think that they don't know this stuff at all, well, which, they, which they kind of don't, but you know, it's, um, probably they've never accessed it in a formal way, um, which would look a lot like, you know, not having any idea what you're doing. But, uh, yeah, to just think that you are completely lost out there and have no idea what to do, to assume that would be, you know, would be a mistake. It just, I think it just means that, maybe it just means that, no, you just really need to look, you know, a little harder. Well, I think, um, I think people can do bad things and then try and justify it with some kind of reason why they are allowed to do it. But deep down, even even they know that they're, just making excuses. You can't really lie to your inner self. If something's wrong, right. you know it deep down. You can lie to everybody around you. You can try and lie to yourself, but you're not fooling anybody, really. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Like you can say, you know, "Oh, yeah, oh, well, I can steal Bob's stuff because Bob stole from Steve, or I think <laughs> he stole from me first, or trying to say two wrongs equal a right, or whatever." Everybody knows when you're just trying to pull a fast one on yourself doesn't really work. Right. There's no justification for the wrong. None whatsoever. You can use every excuse, say what you wish, say what you want, 
But at the end of the day, you know, there's no justification for your wrong. You can't do it. It's just wrong. And on a side note, that's why I kind of am against that whole nonsense about, yeah, I signed a contract, but I signed it with a corporation and they can't speak, therefore it's fraud and I don't have to pay. Really, you agreed to it, whether you understood it or not. Maybe you just grabbed the paper and signed it, where's my free stuff? But you know deep down you signed it, you agreed to it. And you're just trying to call fraud so you don't have to pay. That's deep down, you know yeah. You're not being above board completely. Would you say that, uh, let's say um, someone gets nailed for a DUI and there's a pre-trial supervision agreement where they basically have you on probation before the trial uh, where they're monitoring your alcohol so you're subject to... um, urine analysis and all of that stuff prior to the uh, the uh, you know the trial <clears throat> and you sign that agreement which is exactly what happened to my brother was <laughs> always helping him out with all this and then one day he comes to me and he says well I tested hot and uh, my first thought was uh, well you should probably cancel that agreement then <laughs> Because um, it didn't, it didn't, you know, it it didn't seem like a two-way contract, a traditional two-way contract. There's really no one on the other side. Was one thing. The other was that um, I just didn't believe that. could dictate to my brother uh, uh, how many, uh, whether or not he can drink in the privacy of his own home, right? So that's kind of how we justified it. So we wrote a notice and canceled those certain terms of the pre-trial agreement. I'm not sure if that was a good idea. I don't really know the case. But first of all, I don't like helping people learn how to drink and drive or get away with it or whatever. Yeah, I I agree with my brother, though. As far as the contract goes, he's got to be careful because if he signed a contract saying, you let me out of jail and I promise I won't drink, and then he rescinds the contract, he's going to go right back to jail where he was before he signed that contract. Yeah. <clears throat> would so, you ex- would you expect that the police would come and get him, or would you expect that? Oh yeah, I they would. Say, I would say it could be as even split as fifty fifty, where they'll just say, "Yeah, yeah, nice try, son," and just ignore it, or the other fifty percent chance being they'll be like, "All right, smartass, we'll cancel the agreement, we'll throw you back in the bucket, and you'll sit yeah. there until trial." I could see that being a 50-50 split. Yeah. you got to be careful what you wish for. Right. Another option in a case like that is go through, because it is a contract, 
go through the contract and see which pieces of the contract are the biggest problems and negotiate those agreements away. Just say I agree to be indoors at 10 o'clock at night. I agree to have the ignition interlock, whatever. I don't agree to blood tests. So we got to take this blood test. Because if you say, F you, I'm not following the contract, you're going to have a bad day. If you say I have a good reason, say maybe I have to cross state lines because I live right on the border and most of my work is across the border. I cross every day. So this provision is causing harm. However, I agree yeah. to the meetings. I agree to this. I agree to that. You're more likely going to be able to change one or two of the provisions if you have a good reason. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, you know, my thinking was that under under no circumstances can government dictate to you what you can and cannot do in the privacy of your own home. So, yeah. Gets so a little he different. signed the yeah. So he signed the free trial services agreement, supervision agreement. Um, agreed to those. Well, he basically agreed that the government monitor his activities in the privacy of his own home. Um, yeah. So then, see, the problem is he he was either scared or he was threatened or coerced into signing. But yeah. the problem is, is he signed it. So that's the big issue is that he signed it. He took a benefit or a privilege. He made a deal that as long as you let me out of here, I'm going to follow every rule on these three pieces of paper. So it sounds like ultimately what should have happened, like the proper way to have handled that would have been for him to negotiate those terms right then and there prior to yeah, signing, but, but I... I, I, I <laughs> it always depends on the situations. Like some contracts, you can just read it over and say, okay, uh, everything looks good except number four here and just put a big X through number four and initial it. And if the other yeah. party accepts it and they sign it, hey, they agree to it. But there's got to be some kind of reasoning and some kind of balance because... If you get picked up on the street and you're trying to get out on bail and you just take the con- the bail contract and you cross out everything, they're just going to laugh and they're going to say, okay, you don't want bail then, never mind. And you're going to sit in there. It's not going to help you. You know, sometimes you can negotiate. Like sometimes if you're on probation or parole, you just go and talk to your probation or parole officer. Like, they might give you, it depends on who you are, who they are, what the situation is. But the probation officer could sit there and say stuff like, oh, well, these are the standard contracts. There's nothing I can do. This is the way it's written. Oh, the judge agreed to this. This is the order, blah, blah, blah. Or you might get a guy that'll be like, okay, yeah, I get it. You uh, work across the border two, three times a week. And, yeah, I see you've had this job for 20 years. Uh, looks like you've never missed a court date. You've never missed an appointment with me. Uh, shows here you paid your restitution on time, blah, blah, blah. All right, we'll just scrap number four here. You can go across the border to work. I'll give you a permission for that. Yeah. And the probation officer has the power to just change the contract right in front of you. Some of them right. will bullshit you and say, oh, no, no, you need to file a motion and have a judge make a decision. Or, 
it depends on who you are, who you're talking to, how you handle yourself, what your reason is, what your history is. <clears throat> if you got a record of um, six failure to appears and you got caught across state lines six times, then they're probably not going to cut you a whole lot of slack. Right. Where being honorable comes in. <clears throat> well, given that the original charge is DUI, the you know the problem there is drinking and then driving. Right, drinking and being behind the wheel of a car out in public with other. People is kind of a problem. Everyone knows it. So that's the, you know, so there's a law against it. But what about the issue of, you know, drinking in the privacy of your own home? I mean, can you, it seems like you can almost argue that one doesn't have anything do, to do with the other. It's like, I don't know. We'll see, that would be something that should have been brought up before he signed the contract, which still could be renegotiated. But see how they're going to spin it, though, right? you got to put yourself in their shoes. They're going to say, oh, okay, you made this agreement, but now you want to come back to us and say you made a mistake. You want to get shit-faced every night at your house, but you're not going to drive when you're shit-faced, really. And it's yeah. going to kind of be hard to convince them why for a good reason you should be allowed to drink at home. Well, that's because, a good point. I mean, when, when you're shit-faced, your judgment, everybody knows it goes right out the window. So, I mean, for them to say, okay, yeah, you want to you wanna get shit-faced at home in private and you're trying what you're saying that, and yeah, I promise I won't drive. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, your judgment is your judgment is totally impaired, and you're what you're suggesting that you're not gonna. And I know, know it's hypothetical. Get in your car and drive. And I know it's hypothetical, and it hasn't happened yet. But what hop, what happens when they say, okay, you can drink at home, but just make sure you don't drive now, and then you get caught drinking drunk again, and then what you're gonna yeah. ask them to cut you another break? Come on. Right. They don't have they don't have time for stuff. They've seen that a million a guy gets like six DWIs in like five years. They're like, Yeah, I see a yeah. pattern farming here. They don't have time to let stuff like that start. Yeah. Which is also why in a case like that it helps if you go to AA and you make sure you're on the ball volunteer at a local community charity thing, do all kinds of goody goody stuff cooperate with uh, probation and blah, blah, blah. If you play ball 100%, it looks like you actually want to make this go away. Yep. Yep. Get back to being honorable and keeping your word. Driving is a bit of a strange one for me. It's kind of like I get it that maybe you didn't cause any harm, loss, or injury. But in my opinion, it's very irresponsible. It's very uh, very similar to Russian roulette. It's just a matter of time. That's one of those things. I know it's not technically against the law, but I feel in a way it is putting your fellow man in danger. Oh, no question. I mean, that's how I feel about it. I feel about you know, there's no question. <clears throat> it's against the law in my mind because 
everybody knows that you know your your ability is in fact impaired when you're drunk and behind the wheel and if that's the case then, <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean you're a, you're a danger to everybody else on the road that's a big problem well there's problem. yeah there could be certain conditions like say your mom and dad's house have been there for 200 years and your brother built a house right beside it and then you built one down at the end and it's a private road just linking the family farms together or something that's a little different but when you're going out on the public roads and swerving all over the place yeah you're a bit of a danger yep yep no question about it or maybe you're like maybe you're like 50 years old and you've had the same job for 20 years and Every Friday, you stop by the the bar and have one beer with the boys. The weekly tradition: you go, you get pulled over for one beer. They charge with impaired. Never had an accident. Never had a criminal record. That's yeah. a little different, but yeah, I think it's back to being honorable and being responsible. You know, it's a bad idea. You probably shouldn't do it. It's just one of those risks that's not worth taking. Oh, yeah. Yep, like for even sure. If you're a, even if you're a bit of a daredevil and you think, oh, I'll get away with it, it's not going to affect my license, blah, blah, blah. It's more than that. It's the, you can put it this way, you have the right to drink a bunch of beer and take your car home. But on the other hand, it's trumped by your duty and obligation to your fellow man to not cause harm, loss, and injury. It's just an unreasonable risk. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have the right to drink all you want and then get in your car and drive home, but I don't think the public, I mean, you might think you have, <laughs> you might claim your right to do that, but I don't think the public is going to uh, agree with you on that. <laughs> yeah, right. that's, that's one <laughs> That's one example where it's probably not a good idea to go in front of a jury because they'll fry you. Oh, for sure. Nobody yeah, wants. I think they would. No, yeah, nobody wants their neighborhood streets flooded with drunk drivers. Nope. Yeah. Especially, couple, especially those couple old ladies lost a kid or a grandkid due to a drunk driver or something, or killed their. Uh, aunt, uncle, and a couple of nephews and nieces or something. Yeah, yeah they're not going to go lightly against drunk drivers. Yeah. So, Greg, you getting enough yeah, cool. information? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Well, I appreciate it. I, I, I'm really happy when there's a... <clears throat> a uh, you know, a two-way conversation going on. That's when I'm happy. Yeah, when it's quiet. It. <laughs> Instead of like... Well, I like to this evening. But go, carry on, guys. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, I don't know what paperwork he filed, but he's got to be careful. He don't just pick him up and cancel the contract for him in jail. Because they'll revoke his bond if, if they think he's... He's pulling a fast one on him. They'll revoke his bond immediately. Yeah, we did all that. I think it's been at least a year since we did all of that, and you know they haven't 
come to get him. So I don't know what's going on. Honestly, in the case, I, I told him I thought he should go ahead and um, get a copy of the case file just to see, you know, mm-hmm. where things are at. Um, yeah. But I don't another think thing, Another thing to remember, too, is just because they haven't got them doesn't mean there's not a warrant. They yeah, just, for sure. They yeah. just may think this guy's not running around with loaded handguns. He's not a murder suspect or anything. We'll just let him do whatever he thinks he's going to do. And we'll yeah. Up to him. That, the other piece of the law required that his driver's license be revoked. So he's without one. Um, but if there were a warrant for his arrest, that would be in the case file. Obviously, he could just call and they'd be able to tell him over the phone if there's a warrant. Yeah, sometimes they'll tell him. Sometimes they'll say, oh, we don't give that information over the phone. You have to come in and check. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. Would it be in the case file, copy of the warrant? Should be. It's supposed to be. Supposed to be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think you should get a copy of that. Because we put that, we put our paperwork in and then, you know, nothing really happened. We didn't hear any response from the court. Uh, Nobody came banging on the door. So it was silence over there. So yeah, like I you say, know. that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Yeah, I don't know um, how they do things at that courthouse, and I don't know if there's a different process and procedure for certain offenses. But one possibility is if everything goes very well, you could phone the courthouse and just ask the clerk lady, to look in the file and tell you what's the last thing that's been filed into the case. Yep. And if she happens to say, oh, apparently there's a warrant for your arrest for failure to appear or breach of probation or whatever, then you might be able to say, oh, I wasn't aware. Um, Can you please uh, set me a court date? And then I'll go in, I'll have a hearing and find out what's going on and I'll talk to the... uh, prosecutor in the meantime and figure out what's going on and see if we can get this settled. And she might just set you, set, you, set you a new court date. But they might tell you you have to come in and turn yourself in according to the procedure and get a new court date that way and update your your bail or probation or whatever. Right. <clears throat> but if you're going to turn if you were going to turn yourself in, it's probably a good idea to do this on paper, make a written record that you're trying to correct the matter ahead of time. That way nobody pulls a fast one. Like you go into the courthouse, turn yourself in to get a new court date. They just put the handcuffs on you, take you to jail. And on your court date, they just pull you out in the red jumpers and the handcuffs. And the judge already thinks, okay, this is an inmate we're dealing with. And it may not even say on the file that you turned yourself in, which will lead the judge to presume that they had to come and bang your door in and pick you up. Yeah, right. I see. So it's good good to have a record, have a witness, 
that you actually went in and turned yourself in because you were trying to be honorable and straighten the situation out, not that you were dishonorable and they had to spend taxpayers' money to go get you. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that'd be a way to uh, get a hearing and then go to work immediately trying to settle it in the most amicable way possible with the prosecutor is what you're saying. Yep. Yeah, I would I would start with letters, just man-to-man letters with the guy that acts as prosecutor in private. And uh, <clears throat> if you don't get it straightened out or it doesn't look like anything's going to work before court, make sure you do a couple official notices because the private letters don't really belong in the public. You're trying to settle it in the private. If it doesn't work in the private, then you have no choice but to deal with the public issue. Okay. Gotcha. <clears throat> I don't know. And, uh, I don't. Sorry. Again, I don't really know anything about the case, but one approach might be if it's his first offense and nothing happened, meaning nobody, there was no property damage, no injuries. Um, it might be a lot easier just to play ball, go to AA, go to driving classes again, and yeah, whatever. Um, they like it when you cooperate, and they can take the easy way out, which is why they do plea deals a lot. They just want you to plead guilty to something. It's an easy win. So yeah. that's why sometimes plea deals are okay. Sometimes if you've got a strong case against them both, in law and the legal system, it may be a better idea to fight it, but you got to weigh the options. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> well, in his case, it's not his first defense, unfortunately. But the good news is that um, uh, there was no accident. Um, he refused uh, all of the... Um, roadside sobriety tests. So, you know, I don't believe they have any... They can't prove that he was intoxicated. He was, (laughs) but they don't have any evidence of that. So, yeah, it's just tricky, man, because it's my little brother. Anyone else, I'd be like, yeah, man, you're on your own. You shouldn't drink and drive. Yeah, if it's not his first offense, it's going to work against him because he obviously didn't learn his lesson the first time. Yeah. Uh, wow. But when I was younger, <laughs> like uh, my high school days, me and a friend were walking down the street drunk and we were being kind of loud. And then it kind of annoyed some neighbor. And then the neighbor yelled something and my buddy started being rude and it was a bit of a yelling match. And then when the cops came, both of us got charged with causing a disturbance. Uh-huh. When I went to court, I just said, uh, yeah, I'm really not that kind of guy. I didn't say anything. I don't usually hang out with people like that, but both of us were really drunk. And uh, the only time I ever get in trouble is when I've been drinking or around people drinking. And uh, I agreed to go to alcohol counseling. Yeah. And then I got a, I got a conditional discharge, meaning as long as you go for alcohol counseling, this goes away. 
And that was pretty much that. Yeah, that's great. But his, I mean, uh, yeah, it sounds like you walked, you walked in there and you handled the entire matter uh, in front of the judge. <laughs> yeah, but see, and he probably is, thought that was great. If this is his second, third offense or whatever, he's uh, he's probably going to have to go to AA and driving classes and jump through a bunch of hoops to show them that he's cooperating, or right. he's going to fight every last bit of it. Yeah. Well, he tends yeah. to he tends to be the guy that fights every last bit of it, unfortunately. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's uh, yeah. It doesn't seem real positive. Yeah, it's going to be a bit of an uphill battle, so he better uh, study up, like, fast. Yeah, he better just fucking... Sh- I just wish he'd shape up, man. Just admit that what you did was... You were an idiot. What were you thinking? So... Yeah, I don't know. He's a little funny like that. But... Yeah, I, I can kind of understand where it, it can be tough to take responsibility for stuff like that. I mean, it's a big pill to swallow. I'm fighting it, especially especially drunk driving, more than one offense. It's um, fighting them all the way is an uphill battle. It's the same as um, trying to get out of the contract, saying that contract doesn't apply to me or, if, or say it's fraud or whatever that's an uphill battle, they're probably going to fight every step of the way, whereas yeah. the easier route might be just change one or two provisions of the contract, just renegotiate the contract, because if you try and get rid yeah. of it, it's going to be bigger trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just make a, make a better deal as opposed to just, you know, unilaterally scrapping the first one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, because I've been wondering about that. Um, sort of assuming the worst. You got to remember too. Pretty convinced it hasn't gone away. You got to remember too. They're just a corporation running a business too. So haggle to say, okay, I'll plead guilty. <clears throat> I'll plead guilty to this as long as this doesn't happen to me, this doesn't happen to my driving record, and right. whatever, whatever. Just It's like buying a used car. Just make offers. <clears throat> okay, well, I'll, yeah. I'll, pay you, I'll pay you what you want if you leave the stereo in and put the old rims back on it. Right. Yeah, that, that appeals to me. That would appeal to me personally because um, – well, I know for Ross and I both, the big the big problem for him was going to jail, having to deal with that food, that lovely food, that lovely healthy food. You know, <laughs> well, I sure as hell wouldn't want to have to, you know, stuff. It's just, it's it's like it's harmful. I would, the way I would think of it. So I would want to renegotiate the deal in in a way, so, so like I'll I'll make this right, but I want to do it in a way that's not going to cause me yeah. any harm. So how can we how can we work that one? 
Yeah, it could be something like I have a job. If I go to if I go to jail, I'll lose my job. I got a wife and kids to support. I can't lose my job. Uh, I got all these responsibilities that I take care of. It's going to let mm-hmm. everybody down if I go to jail. So how about <laughs> I agree to a five-year suspension on the driver's license and I pay a ridiculous fine and I go to jail yeah. only on weekends. And I'll do my sentence in little bits at a time, Saturday and Sunday, Saturday and Sunday, every Saturday and Sunday, and just work uh-huh. on agreement this much, this much in restitution, this much in penalties, this much <clears throat> time in jail, how many weekends does that work out to, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, I like that idea. Yep, I like that a lot. Because like, you know, I, I think the, the biggest problem that, like I said, was the, the just uh, the um, just the harm to him, to people in general, you know, that have to sit in jail for long periods of time, and you know, let's work this out a different way. <laughs> Let me pay my debt in a way that doesn't, you know, cause harm to me. Happy to do that. Yeah, that sounds good, man. But apologizing, asking for forgiveness, and offering to uh, compensate for any loss, agree to some kind of penalties and punishments, whatever, just... Show them that you're willing to cooperate. You'll take the yep. classes and the AA and everything else, and you're trying to make everything right, but you don't want to cause a whole bunch of damage in the process. Yeah. Just say, I realize I screwed up really bad. I'm going for counseling, whatever. I'm actually playing golf. Just go easy on me. I'll agree to everything as long as this doesn't happen. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep, love it. We'll it's a great plan. Make I'm sure on board with that. In, make sure he gets it in writing, get it recorded, have a witness there, whatever it takes. Make sure you don't just have some attorney outside the courtroom say, oh, yeah, just plead guilty and we'll agree to this, this, and this. Yeah, right. And the lawyer, lawyer just walks in and says, yeah, he agreed to plead guilty as long as this and this and this. And he's got a completely different story. Now, do you envision uh, him making this new deal standing in front of the judge live one-on-one, or are you more envisioning? Um, no, the judge wants the judge wants you and the other side to walk in in court and say, "Hey, Your Honor, we got an agreement. Here it is." Okay, I'll sign oh, it. If you both, if you if you guys both agree with it, I'll sign it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm, yeah. As long as, it, as long as it's okay. not through the prosecutor, it's the prosecutor's case. So as long as the prosecutor's yeah. happy with it, the judge is happy with it, he's a lawyer, he knows the system, he's there to protect the courts, whatever, I'll take whatever the prosecutor says. You guys agree? Yep. Agree. Killer. Yeah, Sometimes, okay, yeah, usually, I don't know what they call it where you are, it's usually the assistant prosecutor or the assistant district attorney or whatever, but... um. um I forget what I was gonna say now. But yeah, they're gonna they're gonna basically agree if the prosecutor's okay with it, the judge will be okay with it. Yeah. Okay, good. 
Yeah, Good. The prosecutor, whoever's prosecuting, <clears throat> will probably write up the agreement and then go over with it, go over it with you. And if you agree to it, you sign it. If there's a part uh -huh. you don't understand, you get them to explain it. Maybe negotiate it there and then instead of after the fact. Mm, yep. Right. Lawyers are pretty tricky with their words. Just make sure he's not pulling a fast one. You know, I've noticed that about them. <laughs> yeah, anytime a anytime an attorney writes a contract, there's always uh whatever they call it, a backdoor clause where he can either run away yeah. from the contract whenever it suits him, but at the same time he leaves an opening his foot in the door where he can come in and change anything he wants at any time. Yeah. He just gotta watch <laughs> the tricky wording. Because that's that's one of the advantages of being the one who writes the contract. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, they got big teams of attorneys, and they don't write the contract to screw their, themselves or their clients. They write the contract to screw the signer. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, good. All right, man. I appreciate all that. That's that's uh, that sounds perfect. I'll uh, I'll give Ross a call and suggest all of that to him because yeah I'm I'm just certain this whole thing has not gone away you know, has not gone away even though we haven't you know we've heard nothing from them I'm sure they're just sort of they're probably just waiting to pick him up on something else yeah there's many ways to handle every other situation but uh, it's kind of a matter of balance what's achievable, what he could, if he thinks he's got a strong case, he's doing it properly, he can keep fighting it honorably as long as he can. And when he thinks he's going to lose, then just call it quits and say, okay, let's make a deal. Yep. But it's kind of a little bit of a game back and forth, uh, kind of being clever, watching what's going on and seeing how things are. But, um, Usually it's good to try and push them into a corner as much as you can and then give them a way out. If you start really, really agitating them, you're probably not going to get as good a deal. The deals probably aren't going to get better as you go. <clears throat> Say that again if you start... Uh, what was the word you used? Like sometimes you can make... If you can back them into a corner a little bit, and then yeah. give them a way out right early. It's sometimes better. It's easier to get a better deal. But if it drags on a long time and you're pissing them off, the deals aren't going to usually get much better. They're probably going to get worse. Yeah. And yep. the idea behind that is you had a, you had the chance to come to the agreement. You wasted all our time. And we're not giving you the same deal again. Now you get a worse deal. Yeah. And the farther it drags on, the more potential liability is out there and the higher the, the dollar amount for this little shenanigan goes on. Yep. That's another reason for settling in private because once it's out in the public and there's a big war in front of everybody, everybody's being watched now. I'm just wondering what leverage he has. <laughs> Seems to me he's in a pretty bad spot. 
Yeah, we'll think we'll figure that out. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll pass that along to him and see if we can get the ball rolling on that again because I think to just continue ignoring it probably is not going to turn out well at all. Yeah. Yeah, Mike, uh, every so often his phone drops, so he's probably going to call back in. So just oh, he dropped off. All right. Yeah, sometimes. <clears throat> so that's basically what I was saying. I was just trying to give this to have a conversation tonight, and then if someone to have a comment, they can't, and that's all. So it's, it's fine. Did, See, is Mike, anyone else on the call? Yeah, Mike is back, and Southeast Texas is on the call as well. Cool. Um, Mike is back, but, you know, so I'm glad, you know, it worked out, and I hope you get some help. Um, yeah, I'm happy for you. Mike yeah, is back. Too, Matt. It, it's good. It's, uh, it, 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 it feels good. It's encouraging to, uh, you know, to have a game plan. It kind of sucks, <clears throat> you know, not having a game plan at all. That's a terrible position to be in. But to have a, a, a possible future <laughs> is uh is good it's encouraging you know it uh yeah a much better true. feeling to have yeah so, you yeah. have so, yeah Itiote, i think it's Itiote and uh paul titus they all in colorado but I, i'm not sure if you want to hang out with them <laughs> learning the law, what we do. But, I mean, all I just say, as you're doing, you're doing well. Keep coming on the call. Sometimes we get a good run. Sometimes we don't. I just go with the flow, you know. Yeah. And I just keep it moving. <laughs> so that's why you see I say Sounds keep good. it moving. That's why I say keep it moving, and this is exactly why. Anyway, my respects for you guys. I'm going to mute out. Um, I might chime in sometime. If I fall asleep, I'll fall asleep. The call will take care of itself. Who knows what to do? <laughs> but I'll be up with Carry on. Mike, you're still here, right? Yeah, I dropped off. I go back in, though. Yeah. Okay, well. You and him finished talking. Um, can you talk a little bit about trust law, how it works, because someone else is interested in it, and they might be contacting you so you soon, okay? <clears throat> what am talking about? Talk about trust law. Yeah, I'm not really sure what. I don't know. I haven't really studied in deep in trust law, but I'm not really sure what the question would be. Okay. I'll talk to you about that later. I didn't want to interrupt. You guys carry on. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say because there's so many different kinds of trusts out there. Yep. So it kind of depends which what kind of trust it is, and um, I don't know what the situation is. Yeah. 
Colorado, you, Greg, you still here? <clears throat> yes, ma'am, I'm still here. I, yeah, I'm going to let you and Mike go ahead and talk. Uh, like I said, I'm going to mute out. Um, I might mm-hmm. chime back if you all have a question for me. Um, other than that, just carry on. Cool, cool. Well, I really don't have um, anything at the moment. It, it, who else is on the call? I'm not sure. I'm on the phone. I'm not on the chat board, so I don't even know who's on. Mm. Well, I, okay, I'll say it again. It's, um, well, of course, me, Greg, Mike, and Southeast Texas. What, what is, isn't Money Mike in Texas? Is he Southeast Texas? Or, I don't know. Anyway, that's who's on the call. Hey, Mike, are you on WhatsApp by chance? No, I'm not. Hmm. No, I've uh, <laughs> never been on Skype, and I my Skype or my my Skype account got hacked a long time ago, and uh, I've never been on Facebook. <clears throat> um, did somebody send you the link for uh, the Carl Lentz group on WhatsApp? Um, somebody told me about it, but, uh, I went to download the app on my phone and my phone's full. So I'm having a hard time switching stuff from my phone to my SD card. So I don't even have room to update anything on my phone right now. No. (laughs) Yeah, because somebody, uh, just sent me the link to that group and it was easy as that. Um, so if no one has, uh, gotten a link to you, I could shoot it over to you. I'm sure it's still, it's in my inbox somewhere. Yeah, when I get a chance, I'm going to have to, uh, figure out how to free up some space on my phone. Yeah. Carl's been posting some pretty interesting audios. Yeah, I'm actually not not sure if everybody's supposed to know about that room or not. That what that Yeah, I'm sure they're not. Yeah, it, it was getting pretty chatty there and Carl was threatening shutting it down and moving to something else. But I think everybody got the message pretty quick. So everything seems fine. But oh. somebody on one of those calls mentioned the uh the federal court of claims. <clears throat> 
Are you familiar with that? Um, I've heard of it. I haven't really looked into it. I don't remember what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly what it is, but if um, if a bunch of people got together and started their own court and called it the Federal Court of Claims. I think it might be a good idea, but I'm not sure how they have it set up. And I'm not sure how they plan to enforce it. Like I always hear of people starting up their own common law grand jury and you know, the old way where you could just hold court under the old apple tree and everything else. But right, that's when the people were actually the people instead of a whole group of individuals thinking me, me, me all the time. So mm-hmm. if I got if I got 20 or 30 of my neighbors to agree with this idea, we're going to start our own court system and we're going to hold it at the park, I don't see how I'm going to make a judge make an order or how I can make the sheriff accept yeah. and carry out our order if it's just a bunch of hoodlums in the park. Right. I'm not I'm not sure exactly what the Federal Court of Claims is, if it's recognized by anybody important or I I believe it's the US uh District Court of Federal Claims, something like that. Wikipedia has some interesting information that I was reading about. Uh, today, you know, Wikipedia is cool because it has the it links text to, you know, other areas on Wikipedia that will explain further pieces of the article, which is nice. You can kind of jump around, but yeah, I was talking about Article One courts versus Article Three courts, and I just started reading about that uh, this afternoon, but. Um, I'll be chasing. I think the, the Article Three courts are the. I believe the Article One courts are the basically the, the administrative courts, if I understand it correctly. Under the executive branch, and Article Three is the judicial branch courts. Um, yeah, I'm not really well versed on that, but if Article One is the administrative courts, then that's fine because Walmart and Coca-Cola should have their own rules. How Walmart and Coca-Cola are going to deal with each other administratively? Yep. yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would think that if you're going to use either the Bill of Rights or the Constitution, it's probably better to stick with the Bill of Rights being as how the Constitution is more towards the government, telling them what they can't do, but it's really got nothing to do with us. But even the Bill of Rights, the Bill of Rights, it doesn't by any means give you your rights. Right. And it doesn't actually protect you. Really, it's just a piece of paper. Um. 
and the Bill of Rights doesn't tell you all your rights. It just um, it outlines some of the important ones in case you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I believe it's Amendment 7 that gives you the right to trial by jury. Just be careful, that's Article 7 if it's the Bill of Rights. Say that again? I believe if it's the Bill of Rights, it's Article 7. Article. I think it's the Constitution. It's the Seventh Amendment. Not a hundred percent sure how that works, but I think that's the way. It is. Well, I thought, yeah, I, I, I always kind of thought those two terms were kind of used interchangeably, like they were synonymous. But well, they're you know, I don't probably, know. They're probably used interchangeably, and the the legal system probably wants you to think they're synonymous. Sorry, what? The legal, no, get ready to leave. Yeah. The, yeah. the legal system probably you. wants you to think they're synonymous. Like if you go into court and you say, I require a trial by jury, they'll be like, yeah, yeah, jury trial, you got one. Uh-huh. A, jury, a jury trial and a trial by jury are different jurisdictions. But they'll For use sure, yeah, I was aware of that. Yeah, they'll use right. them interchangeably so you just agree to a jury trial. Because you don't know the difference, you think they're the same thing. So now, is the legal society, are, are they using, so, so you're saying that the legal society is using the terms jury trial and trial by jury uh, interchangeably? No, what I'm saying is you might say to the court, I require a trial by jury. Yeah. And then they'll say, okay, we'll give you a, a jury trial. Exactly. So they might be using it synonymously just to take your trial by jury away and make it a jury trial instead. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, that's clear. But if you're requesting a trial by jury, you're requesting something very specific. You're, I mean, you're requesting um, Article 7, you know, uh, Bill of Rights, trial by jury by way of uh, Article Three, <laughs> Federal Court, I guess. Yeah, but but it see, you don't really want to say Article Three, Bill of Rights, blah blah blah, in your claim. What you would say is, my belief is I have the right to blah blah blah, and then you can put in brackets, see Bill of Rights. Eleven yeah. King James Bible. See also Constitution. Blah blah blah. Yeah. See also, beautiful. like Bob versus Jane, nineteen seventy-two. See also com- or CF compared with. You put all your. Not not only is it my belief, but it, I think it says this in the Bible. I think this is what the Bill of Rights says. I think this is what your Code of California says. Apparently, this is what the United States federal government says. This is what the Supreme Court says. This is what the District Circuit Court, blah, blah, blah. It's yep. like truckloads of, of exhibits that back up your belief, but you want to stand on your belief. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, so state your belief very crystal clearly and then let them sort it out on the back end. It's basically what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So tell them very clearly what you want, what you require, and then just leave it up to them to 
put the wheels in motion properly, which, of course, they won't do. <laughs> yeah. Right? They'll try and convert it to a, you know, silver rice well, you, plate or something. Well, uh, this is probably a bad example, but as an example, you could say, I believe I have the right to go backwards down the street in my car to the stop sign as long as I don't cause any harm, loss, or injury to my fellow man. Mm-hmm. Not only is that my belief, but here in brackets, it says this in the Bible. It says this in the Bill of Rights. It says this in the Constitution. It says this in Superior or Supreme Supreme Court law. It says here... And then now the burden is on the burden is on them to say that you don't have the right to go backwards down the street in your car to the stop sign. Right. And it's going to be kind of hard for them to actually show that. So what they're probably going to do is say, "Oh well, California Driving Code section blah 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 shows all motor vehicle operators blah blah blah." Mm-hmm. Now they're just presuming you're bound to a contract and you were operating under that contract at the time. So this is in the, this is what they're doing in the context of their denial of your claim. Is that kind of what you're saying? Well, what they're doing is they're basically saying, well, wait a minute, you have a driver's license here. You're a motor vehicle operator. Therefore, the motor vehicle code applies to you. Right. So, but your initial claim is that uh, I believe I have the right to drive backwards down the street as long as I don't cause any harm or damage along the way. And uh, and then they came. Uh, now the burden of, of the burden is on them to um, deny your claim, or to, right? Yeah. Well, basically. In, Basically, first what it is is you get a ticket, and then you write in private to the man who wrote you the ticket. Take a copy of the ticket, send them the copy of it. Say, I believe this was issued in error. I wasn't, I wasn't a motor vehicle operator operating operating under any contract or license at the time. Blah blah blah. You're right. Um, just kind of declare your status politely. Let them know you think there's been a mistake. Give him the opportunity of correcting his mistake, dropping the ticket, whatever. But in the end, they can't prove that you're operating as a motor vehicle operator at the time. Right. And show that you are turning some kind of a profit on the uh, public roads. You're engaged in some commercial regulated activity. Yeah, they can never really prove the status that you're operating in yeah if they had if they had your employment record and they had your time sheets and they have the time clock card where you punched in and you were actually getting paid at that moment then it's While regulated driving. yeah then it's a regulated event now right. you are a motor vehicle operator you are engaged in a commercial vehicle activity yeah. or whatever but because it makes perfect sense that commerce like that where, where people are on the highways in commerce, it makes perfect sense that you know you'd want that to be regulated. Well, I heard. I suppose Carl, it would have to be. It would have to be regulated if, if with with um, uh, you know liability. 
Well, I heard Carl say something. I heard Carl say something a whole bunch of times, and I never really clued in. It was just one of those things that you just gloss right over while you're listening, and I missed it so many times. And then one day it just hit me like a bell. He said, "When you get dragged into traffic court, you are not there." because of a harm, loss, or injury, you're there because of a breach of contract. Yeah, right. And that, and that just snapped me into attention one day. Holy crap, this is just a contract, a presumed contract. Yeah. They have to prove. If they can't prove you're operating under a contract, now there has to be harm, loss, or injury. Like realistically say, okay, I did break a contract. Who did I cause the, who do I, who do I pay the bill to? Did I break somebody's arm? Did I smash into somebody's car? Did I run over a mailbox? Did I accidentally steal something without knowing? Like, who do I pay? If there's no no injured party. Who do you pay? Well, there's controversy. There's nobody on the other side. Right. No, well, yeah, there, there's nobody on the other... You, you being the man in the matter, there's no one on the other side. And without uh, damages, there can be no... There can be no case. <clears throat> it's my understanding. Yeah. Because realistically, I don't even give a shit if there's a contract or not. If I ran over your mailbox, I'm going to pay for it. I don't need a yeah. law to tell me to pay you for the mailbox. I did it. Oops. It's a mistake. Here's here's the compensation. So that, that's why the, the codes and the, the statutes, they don't apply. See, if I smash into your car, and you, I go with you to the corner of the garage, you get next to the done and I pay you, you get your car fixed, you don't have any reason to bitch anymore because I made good. We came mm-hmm. to an agreement, we came to an agreement, maybe the agreement was it was all my fault and I'm sorry. Maybe the agreement was you should have stopped when you saw me coming, but it was my car that I couldn't stop, so maybe both of us are at fault, so I'll pay half. Whatever the right. agreement is is irrelevant. The point is, if I come to an agreement with you how much the compensation is going to be and I pay it, you've been made whole. So you can't you can't get me to pay for the repairs and then pay for your missed day at work and then sue me because I hit you. No, I made good on that. Once, yep. I've, paid you, once I've paid you off and made you whole, there's no injured party anymore. Right. You, I can't you, make you any holer than I've already made you. Yeah. But if you pull out if you pull out a bill saying that I owe you twenty bucks for you had to take a cab to work the next day or something, if I can't show that I've paid that bill, then I gotta pay it. But you have to you have to at least present me with the bill and give me the opportunity to pay. You can't just make something up and take me to court without telling me. <clears throat> yep. All right, so you make the guy whole and complete, and I assume at that point the state's got no standing in charging you with anything at that point, or would they? Well, if they can prove that you're the defendant and that you are a motor vehicle operator and that you are bound to those rules, then you're in trouble. That's why you have to make your status known. You've got to correct the record immediately. I got it. Yep. Like if your Boy Scout contract that you signed with the Boy Scouts when you became a Boy Scout says that 
even though it's Sunday and it's your own your own day, you agreed to sell apples in front of the grocery store, so you better wear your uniform while you're selling the apples. Now that normally you only have to wear your Boy Scout uniform at Boy Scout meetings, but this is a special occasion where you agree you also wear your uniform while you're selling apples on Sunday. So it depends on the contract. When are you acting as a Boy Scout and when do some rules apply? they got to be specific. Mm-hmm. They can't order me to wear my Boy Scout uniform 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's ridiculous. But if I agree to it, I guess I agreed to it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's tricky. There, uh, I mean, I know it is tricky for me, just keeping the the two worlds sort of distinct and separate in your mind when you're thinking about the situation like that, because you've got two things going on at once. You've got, one, you're a man, <clears throat> but then there's this um, fictional legal world in play as well, so... Well, they're not the same, said, and yet they're both sort of they will, involved, and it's kind of up to you to um, will, let's say sort you all that do, out. Let's say you do have a driver's license. It's basic, very basically put, it's a matter of are you on duty or are you not on duty? Are you operating in that capacity right now or aren't you? It's kind of like uh, the example I've used before. What if I go to the grocery store and I buy frozen frozen fish sticks and I'm on my way home and the fishery, the game warden or whatever, pulls up and gives me a ticket for fishing without a license? I'm not fishing. I'm, the rules don't apply to me. I don't have a fishing rod. I don't have any bait. I'm not anywhere near a body of water. I'm not fishing. So you can't nail me under my fishing license when I'm not fishing. Yeah. And again, if you look in their codes, it'll tell you what a motor vehicle operator is. It'll tell you what a motor vehicle is. It'll tell you what a driver's license is. Right. And the statute that you're being charged with is also crystal clear. You know, pays to read those. Yeah, but then it's all on you to um, sort things out in your favor. The state's certainly not going to do it. They're just going to move against you on the on a presumption that you are a driver under the Motor Vehicle Act, yep. unless you speak up. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's kind of a cool setup because. If you have no idea what you're doing, if you can't really govern yourself in that way, then there's you know they're just gonna handle it for you, which is good, right? But you know to the extent that you can handle things on your own, um, you certainly can do that as well. Yeah, it's like somebody coming coming up to you and saying you gotta pay because you landed on boardwalk and come on, you know the rules of monopoly. If you're too stupid to say, wait a minute, I'm not playing Monopoly. 
Right. If you if you say, oh yeah, 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 you're right. I know the rules of monopoly. How much do I owe? They're just gonna laugh your head off and take your money. <clears throat> yeah. The other thing I notice is that this is all con- context oriented. All of this stuff. You know, you got to be at really pace to be thinking about uh, the context. So yep. the prosecutor, for example, he's speaking in the context of um, the state that employs him, you know, the legal society, right? And you know that you're a man. Well, okay, you're you're operating. You're coming from an entirely different context, which is the context of, uh, you know, mankind and, and those laws and customs that apply there. So, well, um, But I, I think the whole notion of thinking about or just identifying the context of things is um, easily lost on people. I don't hear it talked about very much. Well, it's um, crucial to the whole thing. Obviously, I'm a lot different than Dean Clifford, but he does make a lot of sense. And one thing he used to do is um, he used to stand on the Canadian version of the Constitution. Well, we got a Constitution Act, we got a Bill of Rights, and we got a Charter of Rights and Freedoms. But in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, Section 32 and 52 is what Dean Clifford used to always use. One of them is government rules apply to government, and the other one is nobody can make any law that abrogates or abridges my right to enjoy my pre-existing rights. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, that's exactly right. Government rules apply to government, just like Boy Scout rules apply to Boy Scouts. Yep, and government rules can never abrogate the higher rules of mankind. And, yeah. and you know God Himself. So yeah, you can't you can't write a new law that takes away my rights. It doesn't work that way. Right. Um. So I don't know if you heard this story before. I'll make it real short. But I went to talk to a lawyer one day. Uh, uh, what do you guys call them? There, um, public defender type lawyer. Yeah. And uh, they're worthless. <laughs> I asked her. Uh, well, if you ask the right questions, you get a big, you get a little bit of insight. Yeah. But, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I asked her uh, what what gives CPS their power to come and take people's kids away, and she said to me, "It's the Child and Family Services Act." And I said, "Well, wait a minute. As far as I know, the Child and Family Services Act is a list of rules."
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.